him all blessings, Paul, and the great blessing of his becoming a baby boy, becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Um, just to, I'll say it right now, uh, fellowship and coffee and goodie time after the service. There's not a meal, but we'll be having that uh, coffee and fellowship time. And I heard that Adana Marie are making a special Mexican, I guess you'd say Feliz Navidad punch for us too. So, and then just one other thing, just kind of a heads up, we are going to show a movie clip, clip of uh, Mary giving birth to Jesus. And so we do have the children's ministries, parents' discretion needed for that if there is, are any children here still for that. So, um, you know, with Christmas giving, John 3.16 says, it says, uh, for God so loved the world in this way that he, what? Gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And then 2 Corinthians 9.15 says this, thank God for this gift too wonderful for words. And then Acts 20, verse 35. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And so the relationship of Christmas with gift giving, it's a biblical one. And the concept of generosity and uh, freely giving gifts because God gave us his son to redeem us. That's an association that can't and shouldn't be avoided. It's there. The Bible says that our love for each other and thus our love for God can be measured in part by our generosity and by the willingness with which we give gifts to people. Uh, being recipients of God's love ourselves, well, that that puts in us a desire to be the kind of person who blesses other people by giving to them. Knowing by experience the love of God motivates us to give as freely as we have also received. And that applies both to people and to God himself. A redeemed person who's experienced God's Giving love finds satisfaction in giving, even at personal cost. And this sacrifice to enrich and to enhance the lives of others in whatever way, well, it can come through giving of our time, our talent, our finances, and resources to individuals and or to the church we are part of. And we can give to help, benefit, encourage, and bless others as a reflection of Christ and for the glory of God. And so we have the opportunities of giving. At Christmas time is a special, especially good one, as we give to our, our friends and loved ones and so forth. But then also 
uh, of our tithes and offerings here at church, uh, some special things to, to give to at this time. We've been sending out in some uh, announcements we're doing online and such. I'm not going to go into that now today, but you know that you can give your gifts and, and tithes in the boxes that are in the back. And Lord, we just, as we do give, we give as unto you. That's what we're doing. We do, know we do it physically in the physical realm, but really it's a spiritual happening when we give to you, Lord. And so we just, we just do that from our hearts. We give unto you and we thank you that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we thank you in Jesus' name today for that opportunity. Just a f few quick announcements yet here. Next Sunday, 10.30 a.m., we'll have our New Year's Eve worship service and communion. And then no regular services uh, this Wednesday, but then also next, next week, the pre-service activities, we will not be uh, doing those as normally we do on Sunday mornings like we did this week also. We didn't. So, hallelujah. Our message today, God became a baby boy. And as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we rejoice in the coming to earth of our Savior. We see the word of God, God becoming flesh, and we are overwhelmed at the enormity of this occasion. And first off here, we're going to have a clip from the Watchword Bible, and it's the familiar story from Luke 2 of Jesus' birth. And so if we could get the lights and such for that now, we will watch that together. About that time, Emperor Augustus gave orders for the names of all the people to be listed in record books. These first records were made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to go to their own hometown to be listed. So Joseph had to leave Nazareth in Galilee and go to Bethlehem in Judea. Long ago, Bethlehem had been King David's hometown. And Joseph went there because he was from David's family. Mary was engaged to Joseph and traveled with him to Bethlehem. She was soon going to have a baby. And while they were there, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She dressed him in baby clothes and laid him on a bed of hay because there was no room for them in the inn. That night, in the fields near Bethlehem, some shepherds were guarding their sheep. All at once, an angel came down to them from the Lord, and the brightness of the Lord's glory flashed around them. The shepherds were frightened. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I have good news for you, 
which will make everyone happy. This very day in King David's hometown, a Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. You will know who he is because you will find him dressed in baby clothes and lying on a bed of hay. Suddenly, many other angels came down from heaven and joined in praising God. They said, Praise God in heaven. Peace on earth to everyone who pleases God. After the angels had left and gone back to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us about. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and they saw the baby lying on a bed of hay. When the shepherds saw Jesus, they told his parents what the angel had said about him. Everyone listened and was surprised. But Mary kept thinking about all this and wondering what it meant. As the shepherds returned to their sheep, they were praising God and saying wonderful things about him. Everything they had seen and heard was just as the angel had said. That's a story, and we've heard it many times. The Lord is, I believe, desiring to bring to us another level of grasping this truth of, well, it's God becoming a baby boy. Um, and Jesus entered the world by the same means that all flesh and blood people do through the birth by a woman. And um, so we're going to be watching in a few moments here a clip from the, the movie, the, the Nativity Story. And I just pray that with his anointing here, that we'll have that sense again of what this was. It's God becoming a baby. And you know, the thing is, Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, he would be. He wasn't born in a palace or even a fine home or any house or even an inn, but among the cattle, and he was laid on the hay, laid in a manger on the hay, as we just saw depicted there. God becoming flesh for us. So, Anthony, are we ready yet or not quite for that clip? Almost, okay. But Lord, we pray that as we, we watch this, that we will just have that sense anew and afresh 
of your, oh wow, becoming so vulnerable as this little babe, this little baby. For us, Emmanuel, you became Emmanuel, God with us, in the flesh. You became the Word, becoming flesh, dwelling among us and with us. In Jesus' name. Okay, ready to go. Yes. We're very close. We will find a place. I promise. God be with you. Is there a place for my wife and me to stay? I'm sorry. There is no room here. Ha <laughs> ha 
Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You will find a child wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Given the strength I prayed for. Strength from God. And from you.
He is for all mankind. We are each given a gift. of kings, born in the most humble of places. Gift of myrrh to honor thy sacrifice.
Now today on this Christmas Eve, let's fix our minds and our thoughts on this wonderful Jesus whose birth we are celebrating at this very special time of the year. Just a couple of scriptures I would like to share with you before we... It's Isaiah 7.14 Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. That was written over 700 years before Jesus was born. A prophetic word through Isaiah. God spoke through his prophets about a baby boy that would be born. He promised that a redeemer would come, a redeemer who would take care of our sin problem, a redeemer who would take the sin of all the people throughout all the time of this earth upon himself. Like Mary said in the clip there, he is for all mankind, but then she followed it with each one of us has received a gift. And that includes you, and it includes me. It includes you, every one of us. It includes every one of us. Why don't you poke your neighbor and say, that includes you. And then poke them back, the other one back and say, it includes you too. Okay, let's look at Luke 2, 10, 11 again from New King James. It says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you, what kind of tidings? Good tidings of what? Great joy, which will be to who? All people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Just think how much he loves us, that he would himself put himself in that place. This baby boy named Jesus, who is the Christ, the Messiah, who is God in the flesh, would break Satan's dominion over mankind. And that's talking about you and me again. And to this baby boy would be given all authority in heaven and earth. And this baby boy would restore to believers in him their lost dominion and authority in the earth. Matthew 28, 18 and 19. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore. You go, therefore. And Jesus has given this authority to you and to me for use in this earth now, in 2017, soon to be 2018. Satan does not want you to know this in your experience, in your life. 
He does not want you and me to use this authority. He doesn't want us to walk in it. The authority which we use in Jesus' name has the power to quench the effects of demonic influences in our lives, in our families, our workplaces, and wherever. In Jesus and the authority which he has given us, we can take authority over the evil schemes and strategies of our enemy Satan. And no matter how things may look, how negative, how bad they may look at a certain moment, we can take authority in Jesus' name over those demonic influences, evil influences, the schemes and strategies that manifest in any variety of ways. So Jesus came to break Satan's power over our lives. We sing about this salvation from Satan's power for evil in the Christmas carol, God rest ye merry gentlemen. In the first verse it goes, God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day, say it with me, to save us all from Satan's power. Tidings of great joy. The prophet Isaiah, as we read in Isaiah 7.14 there, he looked down through time and pointed to Mary, who would give birth to the promised Redeemer. Those 700 and more years later, the Lord himself will give you a sign, Isaiah prophesied. He will show a miracle, a wonder, something out of the ordinary. What will it be? A virgin. Never known a man. A virgin will conceive and bear a son. Implanted that seed by God's spirit. Supernatural way. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us or incarnation. And this is the foretelling of union of deity or God and man. Oh, wow. And that's what we have in us now. We are united with God. He's in us. Because we could say of that first Christmas day or that of his birth, he had to be born in the earth as a human being, as a man. Let's look at another prophecy, one more here, written 700 to 750 years before Jesus was born, and this is Micah 5.2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. And this prophetic word about Jesus, who would be born in Judah, in the family of Judah, to be the ruler 
in Israel states that his goings forth were from of old, in fact, from everlasting, from eternity. The Holman Christian Standard Bible puts it this way, Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you to be ruler over all Israel. For me, his origin is from antiquity, from eternity. This prophecy foretells that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, but it also tells us that Jesus existed throughout eternity. Jesus, who became this baby boy of his mother Mary, who has left his mark on this earth from its creation until this very moment in time. You know, sometimes people look simply at the physical side of Jesus' birth and talk about his being as a little babe, which is true. When, but the th truth is that actually he pre-existed with the Father from the beginning, from way, forever. The person we now know as Jesus, this baby boy, is one of the divine persons of the deity. And as God, he had no beginning. But as God incarnate in man, he was born as a baby boy some 2,000 years ago. And together we now are proclaiming the wonder of this very special birth. This very special birth. And you know, we think, what can we give him? You know, and we, but one thing is just coming here today and worshiping him. And that's what we're doing. And we're going to close this time with a candlelight time uh, in just a moment here. But I, I, this, I'm curious, you know, this thing of giving him our worship and our hearts. This morning as I was preparing this little phrase, is this a song or something or a well-known poem or whatever? What can I give him poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. What shall I give him? I will give him my heart. How many have heard that before? Where's that from, Martha? <laughs> do you know? I thought it might have been something that I said in a Christmas Eve service when I was in first grade or something that just stuck with me. I think it might have been, actually. Because, you know, I know it by heart. But you see, give them our heart of worship and praise. And we're going to sing together Silent Night, and we'll have the lights turned down, and we're going to uh, all stand together as we sing this, and we're going to start with one candle here, which represents really God's life and his love which we see in the birth of Jesus this morning. And, uh, and it's spreading throughout the world. And our heart's desire is that, yes, we receive it, but then we impart it to others. Amen. So let's hit the lights and let's stand up together.
destruction. Those whose candles are lit, keep them straight. Okay, and the one that's lighting is the one that will tip on there. Okay. Oops. <laughs> Don't let Satan blow it out, amen. Well, you're not Satan. <laughs> you're not close to Satan. start singing that together. Let's hit these lights together.
the sun was shining really bright and I was thinking, wow, it'd be nice if uh, a cloud would come over that sun because it was shining right on the screen. Then I got up here and I realized the sun was coming through the cross. It's like the Lord was saying, none of this would have had meaning without the cross. But we're not without the cross, the great redemptive work of Jesus Christ for us. He came, he was born as a baby, and he went to the cross for each one of us. That's where Satan's power was broken. We're so thankful on this Christmas Eve day, Lord, for what you've done for us. We thank you for the birth of Jesus. As you, God, became a baby boy. And we're also thankful for the cross but also for the empty tomb and the resurrection. That means that we will live eternally. And also that Satan's power over us is broken. And we can stand in that authority you've given to us. Thank you, Lord. I want you to repeat after me. We love you, Lord. Thank you for becoming a baby. Thank you for living here on this earth. Being the Word become flesh and dwelling among us and humbling yourself to the death of the cross but then also for raising from the dead that you may give us eternal life. Hallelujah. Now may we be your lights and your witness in this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. you all. May you just be so blessed in your Christmas observances with family and friends. We think of those that are with family and friends this morning, other places from our church family. Your blessing on each one and in our travel and all that we do. In Jesus' name. they've got some things laid out there that are not sweet. The sweets are in the fellowship hall. They've got, I don't know what they call them all. I think, yeah. So anyway, they want you to come and celebrate there. You'll pick your stuff up there from the kitchen counter. 
and then the goodies are on the table in the front of the fellowship hall. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Amen. Okay, God bless you all. You can uh, bring your candles. We'll have a box or something to put them in the back. If anyone needs prayer for something, be free to come up here for that too. Come up here.